Today I talked to Andy Crone with Anderson Darlene, incorporated in Anoka. He's a welder, and he's joining us for Quentin Time, Episode 4. It's Quentin Time. Quentin Time highlights people who make things happen. We have Andy Crone here. Am I saying your last name right? Yep, you got it. Okay, I've heard it said so many different ways, so I just want to make sure. Andy is a welder with Anderson Darlene Incorporated in Anoka. And he has been for almost a year now, so it's exciting to have him on the podcast. Also, I knew Andy in high school, so it's nice to reconnect with you a little bit. Andy, how you doing? I'm pretty good. The first question that I like to ask people is, do you have a role model? Oh, man. I think I do, but at the same time, I think there's so many of them that it'd be easier just to categorize it as, like, the people I look up to are usually good at what they do, but also honest, humble people, too. Mm-hmm. And there's so many that I've had, coworkers and bosses I've had in high school, you know, some of them that have just been staples in my life. Some of the best role models I've had are always the ones that not only encourage you, urge you on, work harder and all that, but they also take the time to teach you, come by and see how you're doing, stop by and just talk and be normal people and be honest, I think are some of the best role models I've had. Mm-hmm. So not one person, but a lot of different people have influenced you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if you wanted to pick a couple, I think... Not only my father, but my grandfather was probably about as real as it gets when it comes to just solid people. He passed early 2000s. I grew up going up north with him, building deer stands. And he was a teacher, so he was—he just loved life. He loved teaching kids. He loved fishing, just taking the grandkids out. He was about as good as it gets when it comes to just real people in life. Mm-hmm. By no means that I say I'm as good as him, but... <laughs> I try my best, and I think some of the best friendships I've made are because of how I saw him live life. Still influencing you today, so is that like a motivator for you, like thinking about your grandpa? Yeah, I'd say so. That was a while back, and I'm moving on in life. It's funny, when you when you get going in life after high school and after secondary education and all that, you realize how, how simple everybody actually is. Like, we're all just doing the same thing. It's fun to meet people and grow relationships as you do so, and I think you realize how important your character actually is. There's a lot you can do on your own, but you need good people around you and role models and people to look up to and just people that give good advice. And now it's your job to be that person for, for other people. <laughs> And that's tough, too. That's a whole other can of worms. But like... <laughs> what types of jobs are you usually working on? I did a welding tech program, which was awesome. I loved it a lot. I worked structural steel. So we did, oh gosh, we did all sorts of stuff. Building big spiral stairs, real heavy beams. And then I recently, as of last summer, I switched to a company up in Anoka. And we do all sorts of certified vacuum, food grade stuff all sorts of sanitary tubing systems. It's primarily stainless. We do some aluminum, but mostly stainless is our kind of our wheelhouse. And so I, the, the list of things we make is very large. I haven't been there super long, so I'm kind of just getting my foot in the door in this industry. Is that the normal welding experience? Like, is every welder doing a bit of everything? It sounds like you do a bit of everything. There's a lot to it, because welding is such a broad... I mean, that's, a, that's an industry. People say, yeah, I'm a welder, and... It's such a broad field because there's welding in every every industrial process, pretty much any manufacturing process actually involves welding. And there's guys like I know if you look up like pipe welding, there's people that will travel around countries up to Canada with a truck that's set up to weld gas pipelines and all that stuff. I'm a shop guy, so I work in a shop and we build products for people all over the United States, real high quality stuff. 
high purity sanitary system. There's mechanical and operated processes where it's CNC arm that goes around and there's guys that program those to weld. My experience so far has been custom one-off jobs and parts for people kind of all over the U.S., which is which has been fun for me. Do you have a, a welding TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I do not, but I know a lot of people that do. <laughs> There's so many of them. It's so funny. Like, not every trade has, like, all these TikTok accounts except welding. It's definitely something. It's fun for me because I'll show, you know, my coworkers, I'll see them all the time, too. You can tell who's, like, at home in their garage and who's doing this professionally, you know. But it's, I think it's cool because that's part of what got me into welding is seeing guys on YouTube just making stuff in their garages. And that was my inspiration. It's like, oh, this is cool. They can stick that together. And it makes something that's super strong at the end of the day. And so I think that's what got me into it, and especially in the welding industry right now. It's almost 70% of our the welding fields in general is, like, 10 years from retirement. And there's just this massive gap where we're going to be just needing workers, people that are just willing to learn. That explosion of, of, you know, TikTok and YouTube and all that going on, I'm excited to see how many young kids, guys like me, we can get in into the industry and get learning and, and really bring back the trades. You were pretty young when you started getting interested in welding. Yeah, I'd say so. And when I was in high school, which... <laughs> wasn't that long ago i was the kid that sat out in my garage in the middle of winter and took stuff apart and fiddled with it and made stuff when i could i was just a tinkerer and i'd go on youtube to learn something figure something out and there'd be a guy that could weld something and it, it would work way easier make it 10 times faster and all that and so i went and bought a, a little cheap harbor freight welder when i was in high school and it i mean it did the job then and it, it was what sparked me in senior year i was like shoot i could do this for a living this is something i enjoy and this is something that i could i could live off of if i decide to and that was what started it was back in the day just being creative What was the moment where you were like, I'm qualified to maybe pursue this? The reason I ask is because I'm not. Like, I have welded things in my life, and they they don't look nice. And so that's why I'm wondering. I think, I don't know if there was a certain moment or if just a more so a drive. I'm the type of person where if it's a skill that I can see is needed or can help, I usually stick to it, and I'll, I'll try and get it down at least decently. And the welding part... At first, I think it was just fun. Like, I mean, it, it was cool throwing sparks around and stuff. And then it got to me where I was like, well, I don't know. I think this is because I saw the dudes back when I was in school. Some of the plumbers would come in and do stuff. And it was like they, they were doing it. I mean, it was cool to see others make things that were like just top notch, super awesome looking quality. And they functioned perfectly. When I was in school, I was like, well, that's what I was you know, the influences I was seeing off YouTube and off all of the places that were hiring at the time. It was like, there's so many options. I think that was what it was now that I think about it. When I was in school, we were sitting around in the classroom and they had a guy come in and he did his cheesy little presentation. And that was when I first saw everything that needs to be welded in pretty much every part of our lives. I mean, you think about cars, you think about even like your sewage systems, your electronic boxes, all of that stuff is welded. And when I saw that and all of the opportunity and all of the financial potential in it, I was like, well, shoot, if I get good at this, not only will I be able to survive, like I can, I can raise a family off of this. There's so many opportunities in it. And if I had the drive, I, ha I really had nothing stopping me. And so that's kind of been my driving factor, if you'd say. I like to take pride in my work. I like making a quality thing at the end of the day and looking back and saying, yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> So what does a typical workday look like for you? Do you have like, you know, are you getting things done in a day or are you are you doing like bigger projects that take multiple days? What's your normal workday like? 
So in manufacturing, which is kind of the spot that I'm in, we do general manufacturing for pretty much a wide variety of industries. And so I am on the welding team or the welding get of people in our company. Every day, six o'clock, I'll come in and we get set up for the day. And whether we're working on a small or a big project, we usually have a little toolbox talk, which is kind of a cheesy term for it. Kind of get together, you know, go over what's happening in the day and then we get at it. And we work four tens, which is nice because we get Fridays off. The project we've been on, I've, we worked on it for seven months and it's probably going to leave the end of this month. It's a long, it's a huge project. Inside of that, there's so many other guys on our team that have been doing small projects. They'll get a pallet of parts at the beginning of the day, and they take that and turn it into exactly what we need on our bigger projects. And there's so many components and parts that go into it. It's a pretty big operation, which is, I think it's cool because there's an element of teamwork to it. Like I get to interact with my coworkers. I'm not just sitting in a little booth all day welding the same part. There's creativity, there's blueprints. It's an operation, and I think it's fun to look back at the end of the day. What is something that a lot of people don't understand about the welding industry? There's a very large amount of time where you're not actually welding. I'd say of my day, I probably weld for maybe a couple hours. The rest of the time, I'm always fitting up parts, blending, polishing, all of the little things that go into making a really good high-quality weld. It takes almost longer than actual welding time where I have my hood down actually burning. With painting, you, you tape everything off or whatever, get all your stuff prepped, sheet everything off, and then you paint, and it takes time. But it's a uh, it's a process. It's something you learn, and you know, the higher you go with it, the more the more time it takes to do anything well. It's complicated, but it's, at the same time, it's not terribly complicated. Okay, and then you were talking earlier about this next wave of people getting inspired to become welders because that's also needed in the industry right now. What would be yep. your advice for those people? I think right now in high school, nobody really pushes the trades as hard as they used to. Like back in the day, the vast majority of people always were like, I'm either going military or trades, and that was kind of the way it went. But nowadays, I think, in the, especially in the last 10 years, like the push for people going to four-year schools is just crazy. I'm not on my feet all day. A lot of the time, I spend time in the chair just looking at 3D models, reading blueprints, and holding measurements and stuff. I would encourage people to not look past it as a, a second option, I mm -hmm. think would be the, the best way to put it. Do your best, and if you have a good work ethic, I think that's the key. If you can work harder than the guy next to you, they will never get rid of you. That's the point. If you can learn how to work hard, and you can learn how to work fast, too, and just enjoy what you do and get stuff done, you're set. You have no problems. It's so cool hearing how much you enjoy what you do, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And, uh, you know, we recorded this on a Friday. Like you said, you don't have work today, so I'm happy we could take advantage of that. But, Andy, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Totally. Thank you for having me.